Welcome to the Xterra Podcast. I'm Tom Patton. The government and defense sectors are crucial to space commerce. Government and defense contracts are regularly awarded to private space companies to supply technology related to propulsion, communications, Earth observation, and a host of other verticals. My guest on this edition of the Xterra podcast is Nino Marcantonio, CEO and Senior DOD Strategic Tech Advisor of Marcantonio Global. Nino, it is great to have you back on the podcast. It's my great pleasure to thank you for having me back. Let's start from the beginning for those folks who might not have joined us the first time you were with us. Tell us a little bit about Marcantonio Global and what it is that you do. Yes, thank you, Tom. Um, great question. And we're going to go ahead and recap a little bit of how I started doing what I do within the, the Office of Secretary of Defense. Uh, I was a government contractor since 2013. Uh, made, made my way into the Pentagon after the, I guess I did some good work at uh, the Department of Veterans Affairs um, and the, the Department uh, of Transportation, Office of Safety. Uh, did some great work uh, at, at the DHS, uh, the SEC, and, and then I got recruited uh, by a small company to to do some business process for engineering and automations because that's where I built my uh, my my background on, and uh, I got to the Pentagon, <laughs> and at the time I I had I had I had my little company that um, you know had some great potential, and uh, I started uh, the, making my name for myself at the Office of Secretary of Defense uh, for PNR Force Education and Training. Under 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 those uh, uh, circumstances, I, I I guess I I must have done something right, and I was in the Pentagon. It was pretty it was pretty intimidating for me, but I'm I'm very confident. So so some some senior leaders started started looking at my work, and and uh, they had specifically asked me to uh, start looking at building networks uh, uh, and uh, looking at some of the work that I've done. And they they thought I could be a good uh, tech scout, so starting assessing identifying capabilities. And uh, before you know it, I started partnering and collaborating with many folks around the uh, uh, the Pentagon, uh, literally uh, senior leaders, uh, sat in, you know, I was having coffee with some of them and then started looking at the mechanisms uh, of some of these specific forums in-house. Basically what a, what a forum does, and it's a, it's a, it's one of our best kept secret, not so much because there's a lot of people that do forums, but really, it's leveraging <laughs> a government partner, let's say a really big one, like uh, like a consortium, for example. They 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 get uh, tasked to uh, bring in innovation, and what they do, the government uh, hires them. For me, because I was building my own my own my own way, we started collaborating. So you have to start collaborating and create value for some of those those people uh, in the beginning. And that's and that's what Mark Antonio Global did uh, for the first year and a half. And then in 2019, um, we had a big we had a big uh, uh, showcasing. Um, and uh, that showcasing was about 19 agencies around a around a uh, uh, in house uh, 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 tech summit. It was successful. And then the Office of Secretary of Defense decided to started uh, started basically working with us closely. And we 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 just went off on our tangents with with their initiatives, which are uh, tie in right with the national defense strategy, and uh, uh, closing closing those technology gaps where we had a pretty great range of scouting, assessing, identifying revolutionary capabilities, not only here in the U.S. but also on the outside, looking at like you know from 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 close allies, which are very important for the future. 
So what's the Defense Technology Innovation Program all about? Okay, so the DTIP was born out of the collaborate, one of my first collaborators, actually was a, he was a tech advisor of ours that was introduced to me by uh, uh, by the PME director at the time, Dr. Rusi. Uh, I got introduced to, to a gentleman who lives in Sweden, um, who was part of the OSD SecDef executive committee uh for so he, he was he was uh he, he was a political appointee in, in under under rumsfeld so this gentleman by the name of thomas van hare um the, i was able to meet him and we started collaborating on, on on how to draw up what the program would look like so the defense technology innovation program is technically what mark antonio global with thomas did so thomas was was a digital minute uh, he had incredible past performances, so we put that together, and the Defense Technology Vision Program became a program where we are basically rolling it out and let's build past performance. That's how you build a program. You have to start somewhere. So because we had done that for, for together for, for like about a year and a half, working with the Navy, working with the Army, working with OSD, and getting getting a lot of people, basically a lot of coalition around some of the capabilities that, that we worked on together, that led us into what uh, the DTIP was created as a as a program. So when we started working with policy, policy had a special need under Dr. Lance Hampton. It's like you know we need we need we need we need X, Y, and Z, and it would, it would a lot of focus on 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 uh, what his office needed. But it was more like strategy, right? How do we go ahead and look at capabilities? How do we talk about them? How do we how do we how we how do we speed the situation awareness on something that we need to know about. So because the platform that I built started growing with senior leaders, that that was very impactful. So with at policy, we tackled about with the DTIP, with 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 uh with Thomas, we would we we put together a mechanism where we would find the technologies, we would we would work within our senior leadership. They would tell us, yeah, this is really good. This is really so we we would we we created a funnel, and that funnel was basically seeing what the art of the possible was on a special technology for us to curate. So we're able to work with the smaller companies. So we, we would we would do our scout assessment. We would we would get some feedback from the senior leaders. We start working with the companies. We would we would package them up how senior leadership wants to see those presentations to make impact because half of the battle is not just about the technology uh, uh, my friend tom it's about how what that technology can do and create those future requirements because a lot of the times what we've seen over the years and this is the bottleneck we can't try to fit something into a box that's already obsolete so when you're looking at a requirement that's kind of a problem so that's kind of that's kind of like what our main focus is try to create a future requirement now, what about the Future Innovations Forum at the Office of the Secretary of Defense? Okay, so that's basically going into the question, and it's basically what I talked about. So, sure. for the, so when we when we when you have a sponsor, a partner, and we really created a partnership because imagine that all of the work that we do, we're like the honest broker. So we're 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 very privileged. So the, that's just the name of the forum. So that could have been the name of the of the forum. We call it OSD policy DTIP future innovation forum right now the next one that we have which is you know the next level uh, supporting the navy is the defense logistics and innovation forum so that's just the name of what that specific forum did and what it really did was allow for senior leadership to come in 
and uh, be invited into a, a, a potentially revolutionary capability. So we did a pretty good job uh, tackling a lot of different problems across the uh, 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 the, the the technology uh, road mapping. And also we did a really good job by working with the small innovators to help them come in and, and find pathways to those to to those programs because a lot of the times when something is very important it might get lost within the the acquisition process not that it's a bad pro, you know process but as you're looking and if you if you're working at the policy level under under special uh, directives you need to try to change policy that we can adjust to the times that we're living in today now, there's absolutely nothing wrong with the normal, traditional way of doing businesses. I mean, we have to stick by that. But also, we have to start thinking about senior leadership thinking how they can go ahead and accelerate the process of of, uh, of acquisition within the Department of Defense. So ideally, the forum is more than just a forum. It's also a way to stimulate and accelerate identification where if there's a capability that nobody has, well, Tom, that gives an opportunity for senior leadership to say, okay, we'll work with this program and let's start looking at the, that technology closer. And wow, if we develop it, it can give us a, a competitive advantage. So then, you know, how are these kinds of programs helpful in the realm of space commerce? When we talk about the, the companies who are interested in what it is that we're doing here at, at Xterra, how, how does what it is that you're doing working through all of these various government agencies benefit the space commerce company? Okay, well, step outside the box. Space, the, uh, maritime, land, sea. Space is, is, is vital. It's absolutely vital. All the technologies that are going to be developed in, when we send things out to space, they directly benefit what we do on Earth. So because now we're going into space, the new space economy, how can we use the technologies to help us get there cheaper, faster, better? The next, the next, the next challenge is between is really you look in the space economy and all this, you know, we work with a lot of different groups within the space domain. It's all about how we are sending things back down to earth, right? <laughs> so mm -hmm. we, we do we, we we are looking to get to Mars, but how do you get to Mars? So right now, let's get to, let's get let's start establishing a, a you know the uh, uh, our new uh, 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 you know base on the moon, right? So let's start working right. between here and the moon. How many challenges do we have there? How fast can we get to the moon? Can we are, are the technologies advancing fast enough? How are we going to deal with space mobility? How are we going to deal with maneuverability? How are we going to deal with China? How are we going to deal with Russia? Because there's a gap closing with with, with the technology advancements. We need to look at it as the new wild, wild west, right? Because China's here. They're, they're great rivals. Um, you know, space is a little bit of a wild, wild west. So we have to we have to look at the technologies that can help us keep order. You know, there's nine tenants at, at, at Space Force. Uh, and, and you're talking about you're, you're talking about strategies to keep, you know, the the the, the, the space highway, so-called the Horbit, you know, safe and, and, and reliable because there's going to be a big boom, things going up there and creating this whole economy, and it's got to be sustainable. It's got to be, you know, it's got to be, um, um, it's got to be a place where it's safe to go up there, and there's got to be some sort of r r rules and norms. And the the whole world needs to needs to you know think about 
you know how 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 space is different. So so these technologies not not only affect our national security strategy, uh, uh, they also affect how we're going to be managing you know space traffic and 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 the in commerce up there because it's a it's a whole new ball game up there. You know um, that's why we're here. You you do a lot of work with the Department of Defense, and it seems to me that back in, back in the day, uh, the the technology transfer was the other way. The technology transfer was from either NASA or the government or defense out into private industry, and then they would take those things and 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 create them and and adjust them to their own use. Do you think that's going the other way around now? Is a lot of the innovation happening in private industry, particularly in the space sector, and going out to the DOD, to NASA, to Space Force, to those kinds of things? Well, yeah, there's there's offices specifically right now looking at the dual use and the injection of private capital. So there's the Office of Strategic Capital, set up by, uh, by the Office of Secretary of Defense, R&E, Ivy Sue, uh, the, 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 uh, uh, our CTO, uh, at uh, at OSD Research and Engineering has stood up a specific office to deal with this public-private partnership way of integrating money. So what that means is when I when I bring in the technology, that technology has to have also ca- private capital that that the government can leverage, right? So you know one of the biggest examples you have the accelerators like Naval X, F Works, Space Works. They have that ingrained into the mechanism, right? So. The, the, these offices are extremely important because they allow companies to have the fallback on of a of a of a of a private investor that is government back that is government back that is extremely important. My guest is Nino Marcantonio, CEO of Marcantonio Global on the Xterra podcast. Take a moment right now to click on subscribe and make sure you don't miss any of our podcasts. Or if you're watching on YouTube, any of the videos from Xterra, the Journal of Space Commerce. All right, Nino, let's talk about at least one more program, the Centurions program. What's that one about? Okay, so we as as um as we as we came at OSD policy to a to a close last year, you know, was very fortunate to have uh, Dr. Lance Hampton to to be so gracious to be our partner, right? Because he really saw the huge value in what we were doing. And so that that came to a uh, a termination, not because we weren't doing great work, simply because he he moved on to another job, and you know to fill in and owes the executive secretary position is level is very hard. So you know we just basically were on standby, and I did I did a little bit of a rebranding, stepping in from the DTEP. You know Thomas started doing his own thing with uh, uh, with a couple of different projects, right? Because it, it's really extensively burdensome on like you know because we we kind of look at the when we when we work in a certain manner it's like it takes a lot of work and if you like with the things that we touch are pretty sensitive so uh when we do our scouting assessing identifying after many years of that you have to become sustainable so to me it's like now that we created let's say 120 presentations and maybe let's say 10 or 20 of those had some success right because not everything is time inflection points when that when that stopped when the for, when our last forum and Dr. Lance left to get another position in strategy at OSD policy and we you know as I was like thank you very much for the years I had to kind of go ahead and create something else away from my old partner we, we did an absolutely fantastic work so what I did was I started I got inspired because I went to me I met with with a gentleman with a with a senior leader who came to meet with me when I was getting out, transitioning out of 
the DTEP uh, forum into looking for other homes. So we started talking to senior leadership that were very excited about what we did. So I started getting inspired by the Centurion idea that we need to find globally Centurions. You know what a Centurion does. I mean, it's, it is spiritual. I am Catholic. I am Christian, and I do believe in 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 the in the in the Ten Commandments that that foundation of that centurionship, right? So it's to me, I'm I'm more than that. I I'm very inclusive. I, my my friends are from all over the the, the the world. You know, it doesn't matter which religion you're from, what color you are. I want to collaborate. I want to accelerate. So to me, the centurion was a a building block on a centurion program of technology. Uh, 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 leaders in the world, right? So I started saying, okay, well, I got all these amazing people, these scientists, these inventors. So what I wanted to do was create a program around them. So because these guys are, you know, for example, uh, Richard Bondarich, you know, who's working on field propulsion technology that could be a game changer, paradigm shifting. These kind of people should be my, you know, my leaders in uh, uh, in our department because they are able to create a new paradigm in, let's say, propulsionless technology, or the same thing with, for example, in, uh, uh, um, Aaron Harding was creating silicon carbide, you know, uh, with his own process. So I have different leaders that I saw that could start be a starting point and be a force multiplier within these new paradigm shifting technologies, mythologies, and uh, ways of doing things that we haven't seen before. So my Centurion program is literally trying to do good for the world by building the future, what, what those future requirements look like and what we're doing towards to gather a, 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 a collaborative effort. And that's really done with also my, my, my strength in, in my partnerships is a group called Nine High from Dave Moresca, who literally uh, built, a, built a, uh, uh, an innovation management platform where, where these type of, of of companies and groups can come together. They can start working together and build future requirements together because it's a race of getting the right people around that room. And, and I feel that that this latest partnership with Nine High is going to really streamline my process, right? Because I do a lot of engagement interactions with humans. And then, but if you can get the, the AI in the loop, they can streamline and it can score and it can assess technologies faster. Ideally, that's what we want to do for the Pentagon. We want to we want to make sure that we're, we're moving at the speed of relevance and, and, and that when we do a comparative analysis of technologies, that we have a strong forum where we can go ahead and try to integrate those technologies into those programs faster. When you talk to private companies and they tell you, Neo, I want to get involved in, in government contracting. I want to, I want to be a part of whatever it is that, that you're doing and, and get some of that money because quite frankly, it's lucrative for companies to be able to, to get government contracts. What kind of advice do you give them? What do they need to do to prepare to be awarded a government contract? Yeah. So there's the normal way of doing business with the government. We are an accelerator at that level through the public-private partnership, and it's fine because I was trained to look for revolutionary things because it was a specific need, right? We need to go ahead and look at those things. But honestly, to do business with the government, it's a process. One of my one of my collaborators, and I, I love him on LinkedIn, his name is Neil uh, McDonald. I'm going to give him a shout-out. He literally has a process where he'll break down all of the people in a certain agency, right? And to me, it's like, it's so funny because the government, it's all really like about the DOD innovation ecosystem, right? So the government has multiple areas 
Because I'm focused on the DOD. If you look at the bigger picture, to get an, into normal kind, it's a special process. You have to get your, your DUNS number ready. You have to get your capability statement. You have to do the past performance. So the strategies to get in are all there. You need to go through, you know, with the mentor, you know, ship program. We can we, we can help you. And like I said, it's it's outside of, it's not outside of our, our, of our scope because we still need to tell the companies how to do that and how to prepare. But for me, I'm like, I have so much information to share that when you go ahead and start working with me over like a three month sprint or six months, whatever we engage for, because, you know, it's my model. I will literally give you, I will typhoon you with all of the information that you need. And I remember like uh, the, the, I was nicknamed by a senior leader, uh, the great retired Ramo Salvi. I uh, call me, he called me the typhoon. Because it was, I was, I was typhooning <laughs> some technology to own our leadership, but at the same time, I cc'd some other leadership across the other areas, and they're like typhoon. So that was a good one. So, so I got, I got the feedback, I got the oodle loop. But, but no, no, the whole point about government contract is a process. But remember, we're also in a in a point in time where we needed to think about non-traditionals that are extremely important. I mean, because look, non-traditionals are the one that might have something that's really innovative. And it's not that they don't have to go through the process, but you also have to give them also another opportunity to go through another transaction or you know work through some other non-traditional mechanisms through some accelerators. Just look, there's like about 200 accelerators across the DoD, right. and I have them all mapped out. And I work with a lot of the senior leaders and you know whoever's got the contract in there. Those are pathways in. It's really exciting. I mean, it's just you have to kind of know your environment. Like I've been very fortunate because I had to study it, I had to learn it. I had to build a network from these guys to these guys and then get the PMC, the POs, and the directors. It's really, really exciting once you start seeing the greater picture. And my job is also to translate that for the for the for the private sector, academia, you know, not the you know, NG, you know, the, everybody on the outside that wants to do business with the government, literally, I can typhoon them and show them the whole map. But they have to also engage and learn, you know, pretty quickly. Because right. you know, it's like cycles, right? There's a cycle here. There's a there's an RFP. What I've learned, the most successful ones are the people that are really like go getters. Like they have my well, <laughs> my energy is kind of hard to, to kind of top. But at least if I can get if I can get them into the into the mechanism of saying you have to go after everything, you just get ready to work and you're going to be successful. That's that much easier because the technology in itself, and this is key, it's almost never just going to be itself going to grab. Because you know you're looking at a lot of different um, factors. Because you're, you know, if you have something really special, you might be upsetting an apple cart, and you know, you it's it's a it's a competitive, you know, it's a competition nonstop across the board. So, so I try to tell companies, you got something really special, but we really need to package you up with, you know, all of the all of the things that you need to be successful. I just want to know if you have typhoon stenciled underneath the driver's side window on your car. No, not yet. But you know, <laughs> you know, we're gonna work on the sticker. By the way, like you know, for the for the for the Xterra podcast, you know, I'm gonna once I ha once I have enough you know money coming in in the future, we'll go ahead and put some budget towards a, a a little a little a little sticker for you guys over there. You know, with Typhoon. So yeah, right now between the Centurion program, a little bit of rebranding, new programs coming up. You know, supporting Space Force. Very this summer, we're gonna we're gonna be looking at some things there. So. I'm really, really excited about the future, and you know we've put in a lot of work, and now we're just starting to collect some fruits. But uh, I'm, I'm, I will never stop. This is my, 
uh, this is my this is my life. This is what I do, and um, I guess I'm pretty good at it. I guess they, they, they keep me around. I keep bothering people. They keep answering me. So <laughs> they keep answering your calls. So why not? You know, they'll, they'll take your call. You're all good. You know, with the pace of change in technology, it it seems to be accelerating at a very very rapid pace. So how important is it for individuals and companies and the government to keep pace with all that change? So. Um, Again, the public-private partnership, the accelerators, the ecosystem, uh, being on top of what's happening, what's happening on the, on the, on the, on the, on the asset. Because the reality is that private companies in the industry they're moving faster and faster and faster on a daily basis. So the government is no longer like the 1950s and 60s. We have to keep everything compartmentalized. You're going to get more innovation coming in. So bridging that technology into the programs and see what's moving. Is actually a, a key, a key deliverable that we have where we're trying to give this the government situational awareness. What is happening in in Norway? What is happening in this area? And how are technologies converging? Because when they start converging, that's really when the really crazy stuff happens, right? So we need to be able to map out things how they're changing in material science, uh, uh, um, um, AI development. Yeah, right now you're seeing chat. <laughs> Chat GDP, uh, Chat GDP, and and it's it's that was my first technology I brought to the Pentagon. Would make Chat GDP look pretty elementary for what those guys mm -hmm. could do in 2018. So the technologies are there. It's about who actually now. It's about use cases and who's actually can operationalize it, right? So if I can put it to use really quickly, well, if you can do that across the board and accelerate how things are getting discovered. Ideally, that's what I'm trying to do, and that's what I was. I started off by saying, "How far are we today with AI? We still have a long road to artificial general intelligence. You know, looking once you start throwing quantum in there, and and you know, <laughs> edge computing, it's it, it's going to be totally game changer. That speed of change is exponential. So my mm -hmm. my great mentor, you know, Dale Moore, you know, the the uh, Navy. RTDNE agility help you know, great great supporter and friend of mine again looking at the looking at the at the Moore's law of how things are, we have to be able to get a grip in reality of how things how fast things are moving our brains can't keep up with that so we, it's our job to say to senior leaders from Congress to the to, to DOD to federal IC community to really say this is how fast it's moving. And these are the things that can happen, like not like 10 years from now, like next year. And somebody can develop that. So so it's moving beyond, like it's moving at warp speed, like literally. <laughs> so, 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 you know, we can't comprehend the convergences and it's extremely dangerous because between AR, VR, and now you have all these, um, you know, deep fakes that they're creating. These are all technologies are being implemented and, and it's, it's distorting reality. So that reality, we have to keep a reality check for senior leaders through these forums. I mean, it's that simple. Like, here's what's happening. Here's a situation awareness. Take a look at this one because this could happen next year or it's already happened. And look, look, look what they're doing. Look how Russia's manipulating, you know, X, Y, and Z, right? So, so space has everything to do with it. Because, you know, it's all about information, you know, uh, exchange. Right. How fast can we move that information from battlefield space wherever it is down to the senior leader make a decision but that information is critical is it is it reliable is it how did it get filtered what are what are the what are the what are the filters put in it's it's all 
space is basically everything that we do. You know, you know, I mean, we do have the cables underwater, but I mean, think about think about if all the satellites would go out right now. We are so interdependent that that that, that everything that happens in space is directly going to impact our life. And, and you know, <laughs> the next wars, you got to start thinking, what kind of war is that? Is it an information warfare? Is it cognitive? Where are they going to attack us? The cyber? I mean, think about this for a second, Tom. It's like it's really a lot of stuff to take in. So we need people like me to, well, there's a lot of folks that are doing fantastic work. I'm, I'm just a fine <laughs> but You start converging the right things together, you start making sense of it, and then you start thinking, well, well we got to keep an eye on this one because if these guys are able to do this, well, then the other, because, you know, we, we aren't America. We're we absolutely a great country. Everybody comes together. We have the best, you know, schools, and we have the best, you know, we think we have the best schools. Unfortunately, you have other com- countries that have been around for a long time that feel like maybe it's their time now, right? With their hundred-year, right. you know, plans and shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> they're, they're, it's all right. It's the internet. Don't worry plan, about it. Right? So, so you gotta you gotta look at like how people's the strategies are really important to take into account because you gotta adjust. You gotta we, we have a problem. Which is a which is a which is really a, a paradox. The paradox is every four years you change direction, right? The problem is, can we afford every four years to start changing? That's the other thing that 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 the DoD needs needs to get an account of. We got to stay focused on what what the problem is. We can't keep our eyes off the ball. You know, right. there's a big there's a big problem. You know, in 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 the Indo Pacific, Taiwan. You know, we got this whole you know chips war stuff. That's all like in real time. So we have to we have to make sure that we keep our eyes on the ball to see make to make sure that all of a sudden we're not, you know, speaking Chinese. Our kids are, you know, I mean, I'm just I'm being a little bit I'm being a little bit straightforward about it, but that's the challenges that we face, and it's like in our face, you know. So that it's, begs the question. That begs the question, you know, are we in the U.S. ready for that kind of advanced future? And if not, what do we need to do to make sure that we get ready? I think we need to unite. We need to we need to, we need to be very objective on what our peer peer rivals are doing, and we need we need we need we need more public private partnership. We need more collaboration. We need to work across the you know the from state to federal. You know, we need to work across, you know, we need to collaborate. We need to accelerate collaboration. We need to melt. We need to mix the PhDs with the engineers, with the business process guys, with the politics, with the politicians. We need to have these, we need to have these gatherings and we need to really agree to disagree in a civil way, like the way that the world is supposed to work because Different perspectives is where you actually gonna make you're gonna make uh you know you can't just work with your guys in the Pentagon that are for example you know Republican you can't just work with the Democrat you gotta come together and you gotta you gotta you gotta be competitive but you can't be disruptive so you have right. to be you have to be collaborative and you have to learn from each other and really that's probably one of the biggest challenges I think the U.S. has right now is they you know China Russia have been playing this this long game. This cognitive warfare of you know demoralizing and bringing you know dividing and all that stuff. That's stuff that we need to counter by. The only way that you can counter it is by talking about it and say, "Here's a problem. Let's tackle it. 
let's get let's get together and let's have these forums like the like the Greeks used to have. They come out there and you go ahead and talk it out. Not on LinkedIn. I mean, we're not we have LinkedIn, right? Or we have well, Facebook is be horrible. And <laughs> come in and you you can disagree and still be very good friends. That's the key. I think that's one of the biggest keys and takeaways from our future. Unite. Try to unite. Don't don't break down. Yeah, I know you want your power. You want to eat the, your your cake. You want to. There's all sorts of agendas, right? We got to look right. past it. But yeah, here's your agenda. But this is really important. This is an important topic. Let's go ahead and tackle it. Nino, we're just about out of time, but I want you to look out over the next 10 to 15 years in space commerce and your role in it, and tell me what you see. Okay, so um, there's there's really two, there's maybe two technologies that I think are going to impact space, uh, uh, not only travel, but mobility, potentially. Um, and also we have, uh, um, we have, we have some technologies that are going to help us uh, create that, that space economy economy at the at the ground level at the at the granular meaning you know strengthening our our defense industrial base right with, with some really great exciting capabilities to use uh, um abundance of, of of materials that the u.s has that has become reliant on other countries right now we need to we need to think about how we can build that sustain that 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 uh uh that economy so it's going to be and the three things that are, i think are key are, are sustainability uh, um, eco-friendliness, right? So, uh, and, 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 uh, um, um, sorry, I'm blanking out, but in space, it's all about sustainability. You know, how are we, how are we, how are we, uh, looking at, uh, the world as, as when we're looking outside and looking down on earth, we have to think about earth as, you know, we have to be good stewards because when we start getting out there, we're going to be able to, to travel, you know, the farther, longer, we're going to be able to live longer. We have to think of our earth as our, as our as our baby right because and it's it, you know it's all about climate you know we gotta we gotta we gotta we gotta be sustainable and we have to be able to recycle in and out coming in and out of the uh space economy uh where we where we're really implementing some of these great technologies to to help humanity really um and, and the more and the more things we can develop out there in space the more the, we can go ahead and solve problems here in the world. I mean, it's basically that much because if you can solve problems, space is really hard. If right. you can solve those problems out there, and you know, for me right now, I'm focusing on a couple ones, but the main one is really is really a special technology that can solve a big problem for or or for or 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 space force in the future. But it also solves other problems that I think we can help us uh, 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 stay stay dominant. I'm very happy to announce that Mark Antonio Global and Xterra Media will be collaborating on a series of articles and videos regarding different issues in the world of space commerce, defense, and personnel development. So please stay tuned for that. And Nino, I'm looking forward to working with you on that project. I want to thank you very much for having me. And uh, I told you the second one, I was going to be a little bit more polished up. So uh, I thank you very <laughs> much for having me back. <laughs> it's been my pleasure. Thanks again for joining us on the podcast. Thank you. Nino Marcantonio is the CEO of Marcantonio Global. And that's going to do it for this edition of the Xterra podcast. Check out our YouTube channel and be sure to click on subscribe so you can stay up to date on developments in space commerce and be notified when we post new videos. You can also get daily space commerce news at XterraJSC.com. And one thing more, be sure to connect with us on LinkedIn and follow us on Twitter at XterraJSC. 
Until next time, I'm Tom Patton. Thanks for joining us.